0: I'm so excited to be here with Jen Cook, who is a wellness guru, mental, physical, spiritual yoga practitioner, and also an incredible jewelry designer who has a business called Drea James. So welcome, Jen.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: We've known each other for a while and actually had this really funny thing where we just kept running into each other at random studios across atlanta which was so funny but i'd love for you to just introduce yourself and give everybody the full scoop on you
1: thank you lauren and i'm so impressed with your journey i can't wait to like talk to you more about that it's been so beautiful to be a part of and to see so it's very inspiring so i'm jen and i have been i did my first teacher training in 2012 and I've since done my not only my 200 hour, but my 300 hours, So I have a lot of yogic uh, instruction influence. I love getting to move my body, whether or not that is in a more restorative, slow aspect or in something that is more intense. <laughs> I definitely love a good flow. I love to dance. I love to incorporate, for me, the physical aspect is a really Accessible gateway for me to get into my spiritual and mental self. And so I do the yoga instruction and movement classes, and I also started incorporating tarot readings and ritual packages. I do Thai yoga bodywork, which I've heard described as lazy man's yoga. You lay down on a mat and I move and stretch you and do some palpitations and some compression. It's really awesome if you haven't had a chance to do it. I highly recommend. And then I also make jewelry. I do one-of-a-kind pieces with vintage findings and gemstones and different metals and a couple years ago I started delving into pieces that were more intention-based with malas wrist malas and necklaces and started a little line a subset of Dre James called own power which is about mantra like the things that we say to ourselves and the practice of staying in our intention so yeah that's where that's where I'm at with in that Realm. The pandemic had my husband and I start a little side hustle as well. We do an underground cocktail delivery service. So, <laughs> all the things. I thing.
0: mean, I'm just exhausted hearing from you, and yet you have such a spirit, such a life. I wonder if doing all these different things brings you energy and sort of having your hands in a lot of different pots. And I haven't done your human design yet, but it's completely like a manifesting generator thing to pivot and have all the different things you love and be multi-passionate. So we've got to do that because I'm super curious to find out if that's what you are. I would
1: love to do that. That sounds exciting.
0: (laughs) So do you feel energized from moving from thing to thing or how do you balance all these different opportunities and and little businesses?
1: Yeah, that, that is the question. I think that the word balance is so tricky. Lately I've been trying to shift that idea of finding balance into more of a harmony. And that harmony and balance like idea is more of a moving target. Sometimes we want to be more introspective. Sometimes we want to be super in it and connected and going and activated. And sometimes we just need to rest Sometimes we're really depressed and have complete imposter syndrome. And I'm kind of describing a day of mine. right? <laughs> oh, I hear you. <laughs> so I go from feeling like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then go to into like, I'm overwhelmed. And then I go into just one thing at a time. And then I go into, I don't want to talk to anyone. And then the next thing I'm doing, I'm picking up my phone and connecting to someone I, that just popped into my head. So I think it's a really dynamic question to, you know, how do you work with all of these different things? For me personally, my personality, I know that I have many facets of myself, as I think we all do. And each thing that I explore, each thing that I do allows me to exercise part of myself and either work through something that I'm stuck in or show me a mirror of what I'm avoiding. And Mm -hmm. so every single little business, every single interaction is a chance for me personally to do that. That's the way that I work. I know everyone's very different. So in, in ways it energizes me, but really what it does for me is it makes me more aware. Does that make sense? It's almost like having rivers of outlet for me to like shine a light on more aspects of who I could actually be my full potential.
0: Wow. That is, it's incredible. I love so much of what you said. It's so inspirational. And I think one of the things that I connect to so much about what you said is that in your journey of Business and exploration is this element of personal growth and development. It's sort of the business, in many ways, becomes the outlet or the vehicle, maybe is the better way to describe you tapping into this awareness and intuition and challenges and opportunities. And it manifests in this output, whatever different area that might be, which is, I mean, such a beautiful way to look at business as being this integral part of who you are. It's not a separate entity, if you would.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I mean, we all wear different hats. We have these different identities. And in some ways it can feel safer to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. because it can get really sticky to be really authentic And really honest with yourself and how you are approaching and handling and interacting as that identity. Because your interactions are going to be very different. Like, if I work with my husband in a business setting, it's very different than if I work with him in a social setting. If I work with him In an evening setting in my PJs at 4 a.m., like, you know, putting chips and salsa into my face, like, whatever it is, everything's a little different. And rather than thinking it needs to be a different way, just being really fluid with that harmony of, you know what, like, as much as I think I should be doing something, what do I actually really want and need to be doing versus what is actually going to, like, allow me to, I don't know, just be more honest. I guess I'm always seeking honesty. I'm always seeking mm. a deeper, less, can, can I cuss in your podcast?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why not?
1: Right. <laughs> um, less bullshit. Right. <laughs> I just, that is like the static to me.
0: Mm. Why do you think that that word or that feeling causes the reaction in you that drives you to bust
1: through Like what causes that?
0: Yeah, so what is it about BS that that sort of sets off your your bells and whistles that you oh. want to bust through it?
1: Yeah, totally. I feel stuck. Hmm. I feel like I'm caught in a loop of my own like I'm creating a cage around my fears or with my fears. Like I've created a platform and I've created all these ideas of what it's going to be if it's not done a certain way or if I'm not a certain way. And I end up staying in this little area that in some ways feels really sticky and icky and in some ways feels really safe because Mm -hmm. I don't know what's on the other side.
0: So how do you, and I think for everybody it would be different, but it would be really helpful if you would share... (laughs) How you navigate knowing where is the point where the resistance is something for you to look further at, that there's something there and it needs to be, you know, sat with and thought through and, and dealt with and where it is something that is just that, that fear that you just need to push through. How do you connect with that?
1: I think they're a little bit of one in the same. I've really discovered that things that I have anxiety about and hesitations with and fears about are very real and very valid. And the more compassion and love that I show those and go like, hey, that's just a part of you. We can just come together. We can walk together. We can go together. This past year, you know, 2020 was a really great year for me to get consistent with doing a, a morning centering. Mm -hmm. and or a whenever centering and it could be anything from literally a minute to an hour and a half and those have obviously gotten less and less as life has quote unquote come back to more of a normalcy or the illusion of with spring and everything but the being able to have something that feels like an anchor even if my mind isn't anchored after a while and this could take months it could take hours, it could take seconds. You start to get that inner voice, that intuition that goes, well, maybe it's not quite that. Maybe it's not what everyone else is doing. Maybe you need to look at all the trainings you've done, the advice you've gotten, the inspiration you have, and like really look at, are you doing this for you? Or are you doing this to become something for someone else in order to be successful or to make something work or be productive? So, I think that having some kind of daily or at least almost daily ritual where you get to come back to yourself and do something familiar, and it could be lighting a candle or I do, I'm wearing a mala uh, necklace that I made and I do a, a mantra and it's just a single word or a phrase that I need to hear. And I wait until my intuition tells me what it is. And it could be different every day. It could be the same for months. And having that anchor gives me the space to really listen to the voice that needs to be heard through the BS.
0: Mm, That's so beautiful. It, It sounds like what that practice does for you is allow you to continue to focus and build that trust with yourself so that when you do come up against it, whether it be something that's that's inner driven or something that's a, a trigger from something on the outside that you have that inner connection point to sort of, okay, wait a second, <laughs> hold up. Let's see what this really is, which I think is so beautiful because so often we just get caught up in the momentum of whatever is happening and it's all reaction. There's no time for, for pause, for reflection, for grounding. And I love that when you're able to prioritize that. And again, not being hard on yourself if it happens in the morning, if it happens at the end of the day, whenever it happens, it just still happens as often as possible. And I think that's such a beautiful lesson for everybody that it doesn't have to look a certain way, it doesn't have to feel a certain way, but it's just that reconnection and remembering of who you are inside.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right with the trust. It gives you a sense of courage releasing is a way of, in some way, and this might be confusing, it's, it's a way of allowing. So there is a kind of keeping that with you. You're not letting go of your anxieties. You're not letting go of your fears. You're just saying, and I'm going to do it anyway. You know, it's the, and I take it with me and I move forward. And that's a very vulnerable place because you have to be very raw when you show up in your interactions and with yourself.
0: I'm glad you brought up vulnerability because when I think of you and, and the way that you have been able to share certain aspects of yourself, vulnerability is one of your superpowers without question. You have this beautiful way of, of sharing things and it never feels like an overshare. It just feels like a peek inside and it's so relatable and it's so for me, just very warm and welcoming. And I always feel like, oh, supported. Like, oh, I I completely relate. And I see you and I feel seen and heard. How do you navigate that? I know there's a lot of conversations about vulnerability and sharing too much and sharing too little. How have you stepped into that authentically? Because that's the key. And that's what you are able to do so beautifully.
1: Yeah, it can be very tricky. And I think it's not... Um, as natural for everyone and nor should it be, right? Everyone has their own superpower, as you say. When I share those things and I get, you know this feedback of like, oh my gosh, like that's so, this and so that's so vulnerable. I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, to me, I guess it, it's, it comes a little bit more naturally. It might be my, part of my personality. I also feel like I'm sharing something that i recently rediscovered. And so it's kind of like a little bit of a light bulb. It's a little bit of the breadcrumb of that remembering that you're talking about, that re coming into wholeness. Because what has caused us to split apart before or compartmentalize before is the same medicine and healing that can help us come back together. And so I do sometimes wonder when I think of something I want to share, is it too much? Is it too this? And I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I've had a couple glasses of wine and I'm like, fuck it. Or sometimes I just feel really grounded. It's almost like you're in the zone. You know that? Yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah. 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 Where nothing feels like it's going to touch you. And no matter what anyone says or what comes out of it, you're okay because you feel really connected to your core, your inner center, your, your inner flow your inner energy. And then sometimes it's very calculated where it's like, okay, I know that I want to share this offering. And what is an example of how I've used my own offerings in order to have this little bit of breakthrough? So there's not one answer, right? (laughs) Right, right.
0: But all coming from an authentic place. And I think the thoughtfulness is what comes through. And I think that that's a big difference when sometimes you see somebody share something and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't connect. There's a piece of it missing. It feels like they're, are they sharing just to share? I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing with me that I, I sort of have that, you know, that BS detector is one of my things. And so being like, I'm not really sure why that, why that's coming up or it's like this big you know, story. And then it just goes right into the sales piece. And you're like, man, you hooked me with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I recently wrote a post and I had that sales hook at the bottom and I was like, I just don't, I posted it. And I I was like, immediately my gut was like, you haven't wanted to do that. Like ever, why are you adding that? And I'm like, because that's what Mm. I should do in order to get clients. You haven't gotten clients with like your other posts, you're failing all these, like, you know, all the fear that was swirling in this kind of like whirlwind. And I was like, well, other people are doing it and it's working for them. And so I posted it and I was like, but it's not authentic. There was a clear voice that came through and be like, why are you succumbing to someone else's idea of what you should do and how you should do it? And I went back and I immediately edited it. I think it was up for like 35 seconds. And I took that whole right. part out because that's not how I want to do it. And it might not be the quote unquote right way with marketing. And I totally think what other people that I admire and love and totally take their classes do and say, I just am not there. Or maybe that's not the where I will ever be. It's just different. And I want to honor myself. And so in order for me to honor what they're doing, I need to honor how I want to do it.
0: I love that. I totally hear you. There's so many different pieces of advice and it seems like some of it is very formulaic and it's like, well, if they're doing it that way, should I be doing it that way? And I agree. I'm in the same boat where I've tried different things and I I try to include certain things. And, And for me, when I do it, it does feel good and it does feel easy. And I try to sit with this, but I agree. There's also been times where I'm like, this, this isn't me. Why am I doing this? This doesn't feel right. And I think that that's, you know, part of learning, part of soulpreneurship this sort of figuring out what feels good, what comes easy, where you naturally are driven. And also for me, and I'm curious how you feel about this, finding some structure within the flow, because there's this dance of it being intuitive and soft and free and flowing. And then there's this piece of Well, I do want to book clients and I do want to have income coming in and I need some formats or formulas or things in place in order to have that flow of revenue.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm still figuring it out. I know that when I am able to have some things that are more structured, Let's say teaching yoga at a yoga studio pre COVID, having set clients who come every other week or every month for my body work, knowing that we're going to have some kind of income coming in from Jar Jar Drinks, the underground bootleg company. You know, I know that I will have some kind of income that gives me a sense of foundation because we're always working, I think, with our roots. Um, chakra we're always working with this area that we are seeking foundation and stability before we feel like we can actually have solid footing to do all the creative stuff to be more in the flow to be in relationship with ourselves more authentically and with others so I'm still figuring out how without some of these structures like teaching in a yoga class getting that exposure having that network having Less clients, the more things start to open up with Jar Jar. Having to, I always kind of feel like there's part of me that's kind of fighting, or as you were saying, manifesting. Like I can put myself out there saying what I want, but sometimes the only way that's going to happen is if I do it. And that can feel very exhausting. So I recognize that a lot of what I end up doing is distracting busy work in order for me to feel stable in doing the creative aspect. So there does feel like there's a half and half. And I think that's where I'm looking for that harmony, where I'm looking for that, quote unquote, semblance of balance is, okay, I have the reality. And sometimes I'm not even willing to look at the true reality, because I assume it's way worse than it actually is, because (laughs) capitalism, because of society, because of social media, all these things. It's like, it's not enough, but actually, it might be at least enough to give me a tiny bit of pause and breathing room to focus then on the creative thing and learn how to like work more with that authentic voice to create content that actually inspires people in a way that's sustaining for mm-hmm. you and for who you're going to be working with. So um, still figuring it out. Do I have a structure right now? Not really. My centering is my structure. Does that make sense? Like I do one thing a day Yes. <laughs> that feels like it is an anchor and everything else can move and be fluid because with running this many businesses and with trying to figure it out and with the pandemic and with having no real control over the future, that's all I can really give myself. I have to have grace around everything else.
0: Well, absolutely. So how do you... On a practical sense, do you have just buckets of lists like yoga? I have all these things I want to do. And the jewelry, I have these ideas. How do you organize that for people that are listening? Because I know for many of us, there's multiple revenue streams. That's part of the way it works that's part of what we love that's part of how we get to be in our creative you know juicy selves is to come up with different ideas and take different classes and and have different modalities that we love and we're combining so how does that actually work
1: <laughs> yeah i've tried lots of different variations and i've done things where i've have had planners where i've had like okay this day is my social media day this mm-hmm. is my work on jewelry day and i've tried to be more structured And what it ends up being for me is just a shame arena. That doesn't mean that it doesn't work for so many other people, because if it didn't work, it wouldn't be out there as prevalent as it is. So I do a ton of to-do lists or I, so actually that's not true. I was doing a ton of to-do lists. I had a planner that encouraged me to write down everything it was that I needed to do and wanted to do and was very goal oriented. I decided for 2021 to get a planner that was more focused on there's less space. In fact, there's hardly any space for me to create to-do lists. And it's about how I'm feeling right now and listening to the voice of creating, I'll call it a spell for lack of a better word right now, but like, you know, a recipe you could call it for what it is that that voice inside of me Is saying you really need to work on this or gosh, you really want to be in your creative flow right now. What can you do to get yourself back in that? So you spend more time there. So I'm in flux with that answer because I was tons of to-do lists. I was working with a passion planner, which is lovely. And I really enjoyed and might go back to it someday. I'm currently working with the Mini Moons planner. She's a woman out in LA who designs this. Her name is Sarah Faith, Goddess Senior. And she has a podcast, she's great, but it's more about the lunar cycles. It's more about getting in touch with your intuition. And it's more about being with what you feel versus what you think. I wish I could give you like an answer of like, here's my secret. <laughs>
0: Well, I think the answer is that, number one, as seasons change, as you change, as you grow and evolve, as we all hope to do, that that answer is changing. And I think that the most beautiful thing that we can do is just be honest and true to who we are and how we're feeling in the given moment. I follow something not that dissimilar where I do have a list of things that I would like to do. And some things get plugged in to a calendar, but a lot of it is truly exactly what you're saying. It's sitting, it's maybe a morning meditation. Where do I feel inspired? Where do I feel guided? What's the medicine I need? What's the medicine that I can share with the world? How can this all work? And admittedly, it is not the highest production (laughs) plan, But for me, trying to mix the woo with the work, which is my whole goal and my whole approach, it has been working well because I can't go too far in either one direction without feeling off balance. If it's all work and no creativity and no flow, it's like, why am I doing this? This is not the purpose of my life. And if it's all woo without any of the structure and without any of the tension, It might feel great for a period of time, but then inevitably I sort of look at my days and don't have that much to show for it. And my energy type needs to have momentum. I need to see, feel, build, create, do. I need some sort of tangible product to go along with that feeling that I have.
1: Yeah, I think also it's the gift of doing this for how many years? In the beginning, there is... A grind. There is a hustle. I don't think you can get really away from having those to do lists that actually have very near and pending and important deadlines. And also, you are getting those structures in place that give you some kind of income, some kind of stability, some kind of foundational structure. So eventually, I've been teaching full time since 2013 when I left corporate. And I am at the point and started to get to the point about a year and a half, two years ago, um, where I could start being more esoteric. I could start being more big picture. I could start delving back into like really creative self-work and creative offerings. And I could not have done that if I hadn't done the everyday to-do list and the work, work, work. And I mean, other people can, but for me, I needed to work really hard at the beginning. And I mean, of course I'm working still very hard. <laughs> the, the hard challenges. work doesn't end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end. It's just maybe the focus shifts a little bit because you realize that I you do you set the structure up. Like can you set yourself up in a few ways to have a couple things working that you can give yourself the break, the grace to actually be in your creative environment.
0: So how did you know and how do you continue to check in when you do feel that call that I'm doing the yoga training and I've loved teaching and now I want to do body work or now I want to expand into tarot and ritual? How does that process work? learning, checking in, because there's a million opportunities, right? We're bombarded every day by different oh gosh, classes oh, no. and modalities yes. and all the things. How do you connect with what feels right for you, what you have the mental space for, what you have the energy to, to take on?
1: Yeah, I am really good at overdoing that might be one of my superpowers. <laughs> so right. <that's> <laughs> uh,
0: further, co- further evidence that you might be a manifesting generator.
1: <laughs> so when I did Thai body work, it was because I knew that making a living as a yoga instructor only was not very possible. So I took on something that I knew would make me an income in order for me to pursue something that I had a passion about. So the body work, everyone wants to get massaged. Everyone wants to feel blissful in their bodies. That gave me the foundation in order to explore yoga and be more fluid with it. When I started being more interested in tarot and wanting to do it as an offering specifically, it was last year, 2020, sitting at home, going like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I realized that I had lost, I had been burnt out for hmm, two and a half, three years and thought I was fine, thought I could just be like, okay, I'm supposed to be burnt out and keep doing, keep producing. And I realized that because I could not figure out with just with what my current offerings were, how to reinstate that spark in myself. I mean, yoga is massive and huge, and so many ways to approach it. And body work is so giving, but there was something missing something from almost like my childlike, uh, a childlike wonder, almost something from like back before that I was not turning around and really facing. And as I was working with doing a tarot card pull every day during the whole centering part and doing my mantra and I was like, gosh, I want to just be in my creative world. What's going to get this? And I was like, I want to learn about myth. I want to tap back into my imagination because I've kind of cut it off a little bit because I don't know how to be in my imagination and make a living because they're so different, right? It's like two different sides of your personality in the coin. So I realized that in order for me to grow as not only myself and get that spark and be not as burnt out. And also to expand my offerings with others. I wanted to add this element of magic, the element of myth, of lore, of legend, of stories. And the tarot was a gateway to do that.
0: It sounds like you were looking for something that was just fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That really stimulated a whole nother part of me that I hadn't let myself use a lot because we're so i i exist more in a masculine energy you know i'm mm. more in that kind of like doer active sun solar like what's happening but i think that my truer my other side of me that is actually so much of me that i didn't know how to meld with my offerings and or meld with who i actually am in my personal relationships with myself and with Uh, my friends, my family, is the introspective moon side, the intuitive, the believing in something I can't explain, the living in my mind on like the edge of like some crazy planet amidst the cosmos. Like, why can't I be more there? (laughs) (laughs) I'm there all the time. It's very challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I've worked on this one side for a while. Let's do this. So yeah. um, it's
0: so fun. It's yeah. so playful. It's so creative and connective and loving and like, and yet we chose this 3D physical world to work through some some heavier stuff. So it is interesting that you in doing all this spiritual work, what you were looking for was this other element and aspect. I'm so glad that you were able to identify that and call that in. I think that's really courageous.
1: Yeah. Well, I did a year of anything that made me feel uncomfortable and terrified. I started doing those things and it really helped me recognize what was missing.
0: Mm, That's such a beautiful practice. And with the jewelry, I imagine that is like a really fun combination because you do have all this creative beautiful, intentional. I think almost they're like little energetic babies that you birth, that you, that you make. And there's also the business side of it. So how does that work for you?
1: I do it a little bit more successfully with the jewelry actually, because who doesn't love pretty things?
0: (laughs) And they're so, so pretty.
1: So I give myself permission. And I know that sounds almost like, Oh, why do you have to give yourself permission to get lost in You're a creative endeavor, but there is this kind of like offering part of it. It's like, I sit down at your desk, shut everything else off, turn on some music. When I say shut everything else off, close the door of my studio space, which believe it or not, took me years to figure out that I could close the door and I wasn't being an asshole to my family.
0: Right, right. Well, we have to constantly be creating boundaries for
1: ourselves oh my gosh, so hard. But I close the door, I turn on the music, I just get lost in creating all these things that makes me feel so like that floating in the flow zone. And then afterwards, I'm just so excited to share it, that it's easier for me to go take the pictures, it's easier for me to like do the posts. But I will tell you, it's also hard when I'm really excited about pieces and I post them and no one says anything or like, there's not so many likes. I mean, and then it Mm -hmm. comes back to what's the work of why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I'm inspired. I'm doing this because I think they're beautiful. I'm doing this because, and if I wait for, I mean, everyone has their own stuff going on. And I think we forget sometimes as entrepreneurs that are, first of all, what we do is so connected to our hearts. You know, we are literally not just wearing our hearts on our sleeves, we are wearing a complete outfit made of our hearts. And we are asking others to constantly engage with us. And there's a limit that we have, and it's a limit that they have. And I I go through moments of like, this isn't good enough, what am I doing? And then I get back either into my centering, I pull a couple of cards, I talk to my girlfriends, I turn off my phone and go sit on the couch and watch a movie. I go for a run. Like I have all these things that I know reset me and I will go do a little reset. Maybe it takes one reset. Maybe it takes 158. And then I go back and go, why do you want to do this? Oh, because I love doing it and it's fun. All right. Create again. There's these things that you do in order to remind you of the gift and the magic of being super present.
0: There's so much wisdom in what you just said, having your sort of resilience toolbox that you can access, I think is super helpful. And it's only through practice and through awareness that we can continue to to hone in on that and connect with that. And that also is evolving. Maybe yesterday, it was all about the walking. And today, it's all about the sitting and just being able to tune into that, I think is such a beautiful practice, but I completely agree. One of the things that I've been working on in the past three months, I would say in terms of pushing my ego to the side and not getting wrapped up in that outcome, that expectation of I poured my heart and soul into something and it didn't get what I thought I, it should have gotten, or what I was hoping it would get is just really centering in that creative journey. Like you're saying being in the moment of the doing, finding all of my joy and my life in the creation as a separate unit uh, than what the outcome is. Because I can't control that as much as I would like to. And I think manifestation and all that manifesting work does play a part in it, in our mindset and having these goals and these dreams and even being able to for me work through, is it okay that I want that? Is it my bad person (laughs) that I do want something material or something that feels like it's not part of my, you know, spiritual identity, whatever that means. And so I do think that that's a piece of it, but really grounding in what you're saying, the creation of it is where so much of that ease can enter back in.
1: Can I share a poem that I wrote the other day? 100% 100% because I think it fits with what you said about the control and so I was like oh my god this is perfect maybe this is why I wrote this so i was sitting underneath the almost full moon outside the other day and I was just feeling that connection like she was whispering to me talking to me and something came to me and I wrote it down I thought I had a plan poop emoji exploding emoji laugh cry emoji crazy face emoji, and then heart. Because what else is there?
0: I mean, incredible.
1: (laughs) I just realized something. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be a director. I wanted to go to film school. And I honestly thought, because what everyone told me, my parents from marketing, from movies, all my influences and I grew up pretty sheltered, but like as many influences I had was if you just show up and work hard and say how much you love something and put yourself out there, it'll come back to you and surprise. That's not how it really works. (laughs) Mm. I have found over and over what it is, is that you get more okay with putting yourself out there. And that is where you find passion and love and the experience of a life worth living and living a life fully. This okay with like, I'm gonna share and I'm going to be, and I'm gonna discover and I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm going to, and that's where I wanna be. Not I show up and you give me someone else gives me the chance or the validation or the opportunity. Sometimes we have to create it ourselves And sometimes it takes a lot longer than what we think because it's not an advertisement. It's not a two hour movie.
0: I agree. And I also think that there's this element of trusting and faith in the universe or God or source or whatever that spiritual connection that you have is that when it comes, whatever way it comes in is the way that it's supposed to come in. And I've been working through this because there is an element of surrender. There is an element of letting go. And it doesn't mean that you don't still want something, but there there is a shift for me in saying, I want this or whatever else is intended to be, and really soaking in that potential versus I have a plan and it's supposed to, I'm going to hit this and then I'm going to hit this. But that has really been a journey for me. And it sounds like for you as well to to sit with what is coming in without losing the connection to what you want.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I wanted when I was younger, when I wanted to be a filmmaker is I wanted to be a part of a creative process. Hmm. I wanted to create things that made an audience or someone interacting with something I was a part of feel things. Think about ideas. Think about how maybe they could change their interactions with their world. And is that not what we get to do or what I get to do right now? So maybe it's not so specific on how we like frame up our intentions and our goals. It's about going back, at least for me, what I've discovered, it's about going back to what is that feeling? What is it ultimately that I actually really want to be doing here? Because then that opens up the world versus closing it down. And so I'm constantly in this expand and contract. And yes, that's exactly what we're supposed to be in. We're supposed to be in our dark and our depths. And then we're also supposed to be in our light and our brightness. And we're supposed to be everything in between. It's the and.
0: Yeah, the dancing between everything. I love that. I've been spending a lot of time in the goal feeling idea because I think for people that are more highly sensitive or empathic, I think it is hard sometimes to want a thing to identify, I want the house, I want the car, I want the whatever the material thing is. And I've been struggling with really getting clarity on what it is I want to manifest because the truth is, what I want to manifest is a feeling. I want that feeling of freedom. I want the feeling of peace. I want the feeling of being in service, of empowering others, of being in my mission and my purpose. And so there is a bit of a disconnect from what I think a lot of the traditional manifesting lingo is. Have you felt the same?
1: Yeah, yeah. Being in your, with what you feel Is very different from a lot of the what we've been taught of how to create something or make something successful. Absolutely, it might be that the way that the reason why that's not so traditional or what we are not even right now shown as being the correct, and I'm using correct very loosely in quotes, (laughs) is because then it all it requires is us versus all those other things out there to go. Okay, like you said. You want a feeling of peace. You want to be in service. When things get hard, when things get scary, we tend to revert back to not those feelings, correct? I mean, this is very natural. Mm -hmm. Maybe the work could be more of, even when I'm feeling, I don't know what to do or am I not enough or this isn't working? Could there still be a recognition at the same time, the and of, and I know that when I made that, whatever it is, when I created that, I did feel that peace. I did feel that I was being in service. Okay. And let's do it again. Let's Mm. do it again and try it again and try it again. Because what you are offering for your clients and your world. I mean, when I say clients, it encompasses also your family, your friends, Mm -hmm. right? yourself. What you're offering is a chance to be more aware of your own experiences in order to share those experiences with others. So you're able to go, this is what I've realized, and this has worked for me, and maybe it'll give someone else a spark, and then they're going to go on their journey. It's like a way of giving someone their a little bit of pixie dust, a little bit of like, go magic.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I feel that so strongly to be able to empower others to remember their light, to see their own light, so that they can experience these magical feelings of flow that you're talking about when you're just in this alignment, when you're this clear channel, when you're in your creative you know, when you're in your highest and best self is a feeling to me of heaven on earth. And I don't even know what I believe in that, that outer space, but I know that I have attained that feeling right here inside. And I just want to give that to other people. I just want to infuse that in, in other people. And I know that you feel the same. And it's such a special gift that we've been given to have that be a
1: driving force in our lives. And all we're doing is we're reminding people that they already are. You're already whole. You already are enough. You already have everything that you need inside of you. We show up in different ways, depending on who and what we're interacting with. And this just gives us different insight, but you already have, it's like, you've already packed your suitcase. You don't need to like take on anything else other than just unpacking your suitcase more and maybe giving those things away as that vulnerability, as that experience. And maybe then when your suitcase is a little bit lighter going, oh, now I can bring this in. So I think I had to be at a point where I was ready to get back into my imagination, into the fun aspect and not be so worried about like having to deliver a certain thing and have it look a certain way in order to like you know, fit into a certain mold. Like we, we're we all in this exchange. I totally got what you're saying.
0: Well, thank you so much for hopping in here with me, with all of us and sharing so much of your beautiful soul and your wisdom. Tell everybody how they can find you and work with you in one of your many magical ways. One of
1: my websites is jencook.co and that's J-E-N-N and then C-O okay and then my all the information is actually on that site as far as my jewelry link but my jewelry is drea james d-r-e-a and then the name james.com i'm on instagram under wellness with jen with those two n's or drea james i'm also on facebook and if you're interested in the cocktail delivery service and you live inside the perimeter of atlanta just Send me a little note at any of those accounts and I will let you know those details. And yeah, Lauren, thank you for your journey. You have exploded and just shown yourself out there. And I know from like a year ago, two years ago, talking to you where you were at and how you didn't think this was really possible and you weren't quite sure how to make the gap, do the bridge. And you took all of that uncertainty And also the belief within your heart, your sole purpose, and was like, I guess I just do it. And you're doing
0: (laughs) it. Thank you. I know it's a hard thing to sort of verbalize what's happened, but just doing it every day. And look, it is like the, the core of all yoga messages, right? You show up on your mat and you practice. It's like, just has shown itself in, in different ways for me. But thank you for always being such a sweet supporter and always in, in my corner. So I'm so well, happy. You're just
1: showing up for life. Yes.
0: <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse at Alchemy that's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.